Hey, I'm Melies, the Story Collector, and this is The Courage 1000 Project, the show where we share personal stories of inner courage from all around the world to inspire you to find your own. In today's episode, we're talking with Vicky G. Now, Vicky is sharing a story with us about how she has danced in the fire of life, danced with financial loss, autism, helping people contemplating taking their own lives, and then bringing together 27 co-authors from all over the world to inspire hope in the lives of others. She hopes in sharing her stories and her message that you will come to understand that everything you need to be the person you need to be is already within you. Now, Vicky G wears many, many hats. However, she states that her biggest achievement is her family. Married for 30 years, she has three adult sons who she often refers to as her greatest teachers in life, particularly Rick, who is on the autism spectrum. Vicky has an unquenchable thirst for knowledge and this has led her to become proficient in many areas over the past 20 years. Her passion is in helping women get from feeling stuck and not evolving into a space where they are ever expanding and achieving whatever it is that their heart yearns for. Now, before we get into it, a quick thank you to our episode sponsor, A Thousand Ripple Effects. A thousand stories creating healing ripples throughout the world and changing lives. For more information, go to 1000RippleEffects.com. And now, on with the interview. Why do you want to share these particular stories or story with everyone? Okay. Oh my goodness. Um, can I go a little bit back further in my, into my past a little bit? I'm, I'm way older than you, Melly. So <laughs> a long history behind me. Um, I used to work um, predominantly with people who were suicidal through counselling and holistic psychotherapy and workshops. Yeah. And I found myself working with a lot of women, particularly of a certain age, like 40, 40 to, to 60 roughly. And many of those women would come in with their letters of suicide. And it was really, really sad. You know, they were planning their exit. They were very, very troubled. And while I was working with them, I thought there's got to be a different way to get to these type of, these women way before they even know that they could possibly be in trouble 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now. Yeah. There has to be something that can be done. Um, so when I actually um, left that work and I thought I was kind of going to retire and do some other things, I started thinking about writing books and, and um, finding the, getting my, my, my writers to actually share their stories to inspire hope in another person. Yeah. And it was all about pivotal moments, you know, it was all about finding those pivotal moments, showing how, even if they were difficult, even even if they were tragic, challenging, whatever was going on for them, how these pivotal moments are actually gems within their stories. Yes. And how they have actually um, ended up helping these women to become who they are today. Yeah. You know, so it, it it's almost like getting in there really early and and sharing stories so that someone else is inspired and looks at that and goes, okay, so I'm not the only one going through this stuff, yes. you know? I'm not the only one that's feeling really low. And hopefully changing that way before it gets to the point where they just think that there's nothing else left for them. Yeah. And that's uh, the whole yeah. point of this project is that courage can't be taught. It has to no. be found within. So by that's sharing it. our stories and sharing them in their detail, we're giving yeah. people that 
that jolt to go within and find their own courage to overcome their own circumstances. I love that we are so aligned in this respect. I know, isn't it exciting? <laughs> yeah, you're so right, Melly. You know, you can't teach courage. I, I really don't think you can teach it. But if I can go a step further, I think that, not I think, I believe that we can mirror courage. So by finding it in our, discovering it in our own selves, in our own lives, and showing that to people you know through our own experiences showing people that you know what if you really if you really look upon your lives don't dwell too much in the past i'm not saying stay there but take what you've learned from the past bring it into your present so that then you can actually create your future yes you know and that, that's courageous to do that because you really have to kind of look around a little bit you know you've got to look a, bit, a little bit into the past you have to work out well am i happy with who i am what do i need to go back and fix and then you can start projecting what you really want out into the future. Yeah. And, and that's the best way to function. You know, that's where, that's where outer joy comes from because you've got hope, you've got inspiration when you're looking forward rather than back all the time. Yeah. So, I yeah. It, I love it. So after being in that role and working with these women, you've decided yeah. books are the way to go. Get them before they end up handing you this very, very deep, heartfelt letter. Absolutely. And people thought I was crazy. People in my industry just thought, you're a nut. Like, you know, seriously, this is not going to work. Yeah. But it has. It has. We've, uh, we've put out one book with um, 26 of my most amazing, courageous, um, full of integrity, you know, co-authors from all over the world. So they're from seven different countries. And each one of them has shared a story. Um, some are a little bit similar and some are just totally different but each of them have sh shared a story and if you look behind that story if you look at the foundation of that story there's always courage yes. there's always learning and challenges but what they do is they don't dwell too much on the on what happened so it's not a biography but they take little pivotal moments they take snippets of that and then um, show how the learning that they got from that you know what did they get out of it and then they show you and i the readers of these stories how we can take some of that and implement it into our own lives to get through what we're going through and it saves you know? us having to live that experience we learn it through them oh, and that that's saves true. us the heartache and we thank them for that blessing that they had to go through it for us absolutely i, I had an 80 plus year old lady with a greek background so my background's greek even though i've got an italian surname my husband's italian um <laughs> But um, uh, 80 plus year old lady that my mother led the book to and she came here when she was very young as a migrant well she said to my mother that she cried through most of the book cried for the, the women and their stories but she also cried from joy because of the learning that these women done had done you know and she said I she said to my mother I thought you had to get to your, your 70s and 80s to actually get it <laughs> she said that these women are showing that with a little bit of work they actually learned a lot about themselves and their lives and she was so inspired and so touched by that and it gave her hope for women moving forward as well and that just you know that just lit me up when I heard that <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah. why is this so important to you you kind of said why it's important as a society and I completely with you there but personally why is this important to you it's important to me on a couple of levels I think or um, one is of course you know I don't want to see another woman you know I don't want to see another woman get to the point where they feel that they want need to take their own lives yeah and I was quite surprised I shouldn't have been with my background but I was quite surprised with my own co-authors some of them in their stories have mentioned that they had got to that point you know and um, so I don't want to see that that pattern um, 
happening all the time. And I think also, Melly, if I could take it a step further, we've really lost that village mentality. You know, like once upon a time, you know, I don't know, a hundred years ago or so, I'm, I'm looking back at my Greek background, and even though I was born here in Australia, you know, like I, I remember my grandmother talking about the fact that, you know, anytime she had a problem, she would just get a couple of the girls, you know, the neighbours out, you know, they'd, they'd gather together and they'd make some food or whatever they would do and they would talk about their issues and their problems. Yeah. You know, now it's like, you know, I don't really know my neighbours that well. We wave, we say hi, we've had a coffee once in the year and a half, past year and a half. We don't have that... that Thing. So I guess through the books too, I also look at it as creating a little bit of a tribe, a little bit of a village. Yeah. Um, so it's a series of books that we're, we're creating. Um, the next one, for example, is called Wise Women Rise. And then we have uh, Wisdom Whisperings. Which, and Wisdom Whisperings is going to be interesting because that's just a tiny little share, one page, where um, it's almost like um, it's a vessel of knowledge that women are sharing that have been, has been passed down from one woman to another in their families I or like through it. their friends. So it's like, why lose all that stuff? Why don't we just share that kind of thing? You know, whether it's through a poem or through a story or whatever, however they want to share it. Um, so it, it is all about that as well. So one is to, let's save, save some women from going down that deep, dark road, you know, which is horrible. And yeah. also let's create that, that village again. I know I'm craving it all the time. Yes. You know, I, I want that. I want like-minded people around me. Um, so it's, it's a little bit of that as well. Yeah. And I think society, we created this beautiful thing called the internet to connect people and all of a sudden disconnected us from those who are physically in our, in our area. How true is that? It's How true has a double-edged sword for us. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, you go out, you go to a restaurant and it's happened to me where we've been sitting there and the whole family on the next table are all on their phones, kids, mm -hmm. mum, dad, you know, everyone's on their phone and you think, wow, really? You know? Why don't you just stay home? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we have lost that. The internet has, the internet has been incredible in so many different ways, but it's also created some very new problems for us yeah. as well. You know, and I could go on. That's another interview there. <laughs> Especially with what it's doing to women and young women today. I think there's, yeah. there are a lot of issues. Yeah. So through all these stories that you've collected then, which I love saying that because it's very similar to what I'm doing. <laughs> what would you say is the biggest learning you've received from their stories? Um, I guess, look, when I, when I first put the call out to find my co-authors, you know, um, I wasn't looking for writers. I was just looking for women with something to share because, you know, I, I'm a really good writer and I, I jump in there and I do a lot of the work with them, for them. I ghostwrite, whatever, whatever my authors need, I'm there for them. So that didn't, that part didn't worry me. But um, uh, I guess what I, the biggest learning for me was that most of these women that got on calls with me to be interviewed, just, you know, to be accepted in the book would say, I really don't think that my story is that important to share. Yeah. And I was just dumbfounded. It was like, are you kidding me? Like, really? Like, you know, they would share their story first and then they'd say, it's really not worthy of being in a book, is it? You know, I, I, I just, and it, it happened, Mally, I, I interviewed 157 women for Dance in the Fire of Life. And I would have to say that at least 120 or 130 of those women said that in the conversation somewhere along the line. Yeah, yeah. 
It's a yes, big problem, a, isn't it? It is a problem. It is. Yeah. It is. So if we think of that, you know, if these women are thinking of themselves in that way, that their story doesn't really matter. Basically what they're saying is my story really doesn't matter, but yeah. it's had such a huge effect on them and it's changed them, but they can't see the correlation between that and how important it is to share, share their story. Yes. So it wasn't until I started writing and I offer these masterclasses for my authors and they come on every so often and, and they were coming onto these calls and all of a sudden when all these women were together on these calls, they started to realise just by talking to each other and they started to realise that, oh my gosh, I do have something to share. I have something incredible to share yeah. and this could change another person's life, which, you know, it has through the, these books. So, yeah. yeah. I had the exact same experience through my photography and videography the people would sit in front of the camera and they'd be like, oh, I shouldn't tell that one. It's not important. I'm like, that is really important. You need to be sharing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it's definitely a big problem in society. It's the self-worth and self-belief that it really comes back to. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, but predominantly women, um, are missing that. You know, they're missing that self-confidence. And I think, you know... As a society today, a lot of people just don't know who they are. You know, they don't know where they fit in. They don't know what's important. There's a lot of fear about sharing. And, you know, what are people going to say? What are they going to think? How are they going to react? Is anyone going to troll me on, on social media? Yeah. All that kind yeah. of stuff. But when you put all of that aside and you just do what you need to do, you have a beautiful outcome, I think, you know, um, and not worry about that stuff. Yeah. So how important is it to you now collecting these stories? Oh, I can't tell. I can't. I don't. You can probably tell. <laughs> I am so passionate about the work that I'm doing. And it's so joyful now because I'm not dealing with, you know, people that are, um, are in a really dark, dark place all the time. And I really also, once the, sorry, I'm, going on and on now but once the book came out I realized even more so what an impact that book was having that was always the intention but you know there's a little voice in the back of your head saying well maybe it's not going to work out the way you want it to Vicky you know um, but it did you know we're getting so much feedback so um, it's been incredible it's been an incredible journey I've learned a heck of a lot um, about myself um, about people about other women about other people's lives you know I, I, I'm just so grateful that the passion, I'm so passionate about this. I can't tell you, I can't wait for the next one to come out. So yeah. It oozes off you. You can see it. <laughs> <laughs> I get embarrassed a little bit sometimes thinking, just calm down, Vicky. You know, you know no, never, hide, never hide it, never hold it back. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I, know. Um, I, I also love the, um, the relationships that I get to build with all these women, my co-authors, you know, I just, I fall in love with each and every one of them. And if they were on the call now, they would laugh and say, she does. She really does. Um, you know, I'm like the mama bear. I'm very protective of them. I, I just want to make sure that their stories come out in their voice, even though I may be helping them write it and I'll be talking to them constantly. We're working on things together. It has to be their voice. It has to be their story yeah. and in their tone. So, um, and sometimes that's a little bit challenging you know, for me, because I just want to take over and fix things and, you know, but it, I, I, I just, I, I sit back and I help them as much as I can, but it allow them to come forward. So it's, it is them. It is their story at the end of the day. Yeah. 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 I love it. Yeah. I love it. And you do have to give them that space to explore their own story and find the meaning in it for those bits that they've forgotten. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And some of them now have become so courageous to use your term, I'm stealing that now, uh, <laughs> courageous that they want to do their own books with me. You yes. know, like they want to do their own book in their own, in their own right. Yeah. Now, they're the same women that a year and a bit ago were saying, I don't have a story, I have nothing to share, who's going to listen to me? You know, and they've stood up now going, wow, I've made a difference with 3,000 words. Yeah. Imagine what I could do with a whole entire book, you know? Um, so, so that's great. That's really, really exciting. And I guess the other thing too, Melly, is some of these women are in business. You know, a lot of them are in business. They're either coaches or psychologists or whatever, whatever work they're doing in the helping industries. And they're exceptional. They've been doing that kind of work for 20 years or, or more in some cases. Yeah. And no one knows who they are. Yeah. So this is another way to get them out there and show credibility and, you know, just, just highlight them a little bit and say, hey, you know, these, yeah. these people have been working in this industry for a long time and they're willing to open up and share themselves with you. So it helps them gain work. It helps them to gain speaking engagements, podcasts, all, that, all of that kind of thing too. Yeah, yeah. And once you've stood up and shared your own story, people have that personal connection with you. So then they want to work with you. They trust you. Exactly. It's different, you know, when you're on social media, you're on, on Twitter or you're on Facebook yeah. or whatever, you see this tiny little photo, you know, unless you're doing Facebook Lives all the time, you don't get to know the person that you'd like to work with. Yeah. So it's really important to, to do something where you're putting yourself out there. If you really have a gift or a talent or you've been the experience in something that you've been doing for a long time and you can help someone else, well, get out there and tell, put your hand up and say, I'm here, yeah. you know, in, some in some capacity in some way so yeah so what does courage mean to you then because we've used that word quite a bit <laughs> yeah, yeah. do you know yeah I've, I've actually thought about that a lot because I, you know even though I've been joking about that being your word I actually use it a lot I used to use it a lot in my coaching um coaching practice as well um courage for me is more about um becoming resilient you know, they're very, very close, those words. They're very, very close. But um, I think you have, to, you have to build courage in order to become resilient. Resilience is almost like the, um, the outcome, you know, the result. So it, it, to me, it's, it's about becoming resilient. And um, I guess keeping that up, like it's so easy to, to say, yeah, I'm going to be courageous. And, you, you know, it's like, right, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to break this, um, you know, this this brick wall that's in front of me, and I'm going to get through that this week, and I'm going to do I'm going to do something else to combat a fear. But unless you just keep the consistency up, you can fall back again, and it's okay to fall back occasionally, but then get back up again, you know. So it's consistency in order to become um, resilient. I think. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That's one of the truths that I discovered was that courage is a muscle. And it yes. needs to be exercised because if you don't exercise it, it gets weak. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's a great analogy. Yeah. So yeah. how do you use courage in your own life then? Oh, Melly, where do I start? <laughs> I know. I ask questions. <laughs> you ask great questions. I love them. Uh, where do I use courage in my own life? Um, I'll give you an example. I'll, I'll give you a couple of examples just really quick. Um, I have three boys and my middle one is just about to turn 30. I know that I only look like I'm 12, but yeah, he's, he's <laughs> um, and he's autistic and autistic. And we believe that he may have had some sort of brain damage at birth as well. So, you know, um, he's got, he's had a lot of challenges, but as a 26 year old mum, when I first had him uh, leading up to about the age of 30, 32, 
I was studying everything I can get my hands on because I believed it was something that was not quite right with him. There was something missing with him, you know, there were some challenges. I was comparing him to my son who was two years older and there was just such a huge difference in the two. Um, but the medical, um, all the doctors and all the specialists looked at me as this, this young, you know, young woman who was running around trying to get a diagnosis for her son because they believed at the time that I had, which is ridiculous now, but I had Munchausen's by proxy. Oh, now, okay. Do you know what that is? Yes, it's where yes. you want your child to be sick or you're slowly actually killing that child in order to get attention for yourself. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, here I am, 26 to 30, I thought I was going crazy and they wanted to put me on antidepressants. So I had to... I had to build up the courage to keep going down and down that 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 road that I knew that my 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 intuition was guiding me to. Yeah. Because the only reason I wanted a diagnosis for my child was so that I could help him a lot quicker. Yes. You know, yeah. I knew exactly what was going on. I didn't know what what to do with him. You know. Yeah. Um, so that's that that's where I learned courage for the very very first time. Yeah. Because I was so scared. I was so scared they were going to lock me up somewhere. I was so scared they were going to start medi uh, medicating me and I'd lose my mind. You know, I had all these fears, but I was breaking through those fears for my son and nothing was going to stop me. So that was courage. That was the very first time in my life where I can look back and say, that was the first lesson in courage that I really had. It was like, well, if Vicky, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't ignore what they're telling you and what they're trying to convince you of, well, then you're not going to help your son. So that was the very first one. Wow. Yeah. And I've had other things. yeah, yeah. I've had a lot of other things. You know, I started working with people who were suicidal at, at the age of 38. I was 38 when I started and um, I'm now in my mid-50s. And, um, and I remember thinking at the time just all this self-doubt and, um, uh, you know, lack of self-belief in myself. And I kept thinking... This is really serious stuff now, Vicky. You grow, you've grown up. You know, you're working with people that really need a lot of help. Can you do it? You know, yeah. so it took a lot of courage to break through that thinking and do what I needed to do. And I know that along the way, I've helped hundreds of people. You know, yeah. so um, yeah. So there's, I think they're the the two main things in my life. The you know, we've had severe money loss through a, a family business and you know, and having to wake up, for example, with two hundred dollars between my husband and I and three three little kids and one's autistic, you know, has a lot lot of special needs. And um that that was a huge one too. That went on for about eight years of bat battling that one, but it and it took courage every day to get up, get out of bed. Yeah. You know. Um so there have been a few, but I think the first the, you know, the one I shared with you about Rick is probably the first time I ever experienced true courage because it took a lot. Yeah. It took a lot to fight these guys who I respected. You know, they were specialists. Who was I? Yeah. Yeah. Who was I? Nobody. <laughs> so, yeah. And it's funny how our intuition really helps with our courage because we know the truth. We know yeah. what needs to be done. And then having yeah. that courage to follow it and then stand yeah. against those who are doubting us and, and standing in our truth and saying, no, I know this is correct and I'm going to follow it to the end. Absolutely. And I think, you know, when you do ignore your own intuition, when it's screaming at you like mine does at, mine, does at me sometimes, um, you know, you, you, either, uh, you, you either become sick, you, you, you become ill or you become emotionally 
um, unstable or something goes wrong in your life, because that's just more of the screaming. That's the, by this stage, you know, someone up there has put you up against a wall saying, come on, don't you get it? You know, what are you doing? You know what the right thing is. Don't go down another path. So yeah. um, that's what it felt like for me. It was like every day that I woke up, you know, during those years, I just, I'd look at my son and think, no, I'm just going to, I'm going to keep doing what I think is instinctively right. Yeah. Uh, and it, and it was hurting me because, you know, like I said, these specialists were speaking to each other and, They'd already diagnosed me with a mental illness that I did not have. But, you know, in those days, it was quite scary. You know, we didn't have a lot of rights either. You know, the, I mean, I could go on and on and on. So it, was, it took a lot of courage. It really did. Yeah. And I have no qualms in saying that either. You know, a lot of people will say, I'm not courageous. You know, like, I, no, I was courageous. You know, I was really courageous. Yeah. I found that. I discovered that. And I built that muscle, like you rightly said, um, along the way because I had to. I had no choice. I like it. I like it. So do you think a lot of courage does come from not having a choice? Yes, I think it does. I, I really do, Mally. I, I think, you know, um, look, there are a lot of people that do some courageous things. I guess it's, it's a, the, word, the word can be interpreted in so many different ways. You know, someone that climbs a, a mountain, for example, that's courageous. But, um, and, and there's choice in that. You know, they've chosen to do that or, you know, but... Um, when you're dealing with everyday life, things that aren't um, exceptional, you know, aren't extraordinary like that, um, you get to, if you get to a point where you have no choice at all, you end up, you can end up doing some extraordinary things that you never thought you were capable of doing. Yes. And, but the great thing about that is when you do it once and you've had that experience, Again, like what we were talking about before, you know, pivotal moments in your life, they end up, you know, they end up serving you really well if you take notice of them. So, yeah. you know, if, if you go through something and you show courage and you overcome it like I did, I finally got a diagnosis and never an apology from the, all these doctors and specialists, mind you. Awesome. <laughs> I had already had, you know, in my hands. It was like, this child is autistic and there's something else going on. And um, when we finally got that diagnosis, he was five and a half, I think, at the time. Yeah, so I was about 32 years old. And I, I sat back and I actually realised that this all happened because of what I pushed through. Yes. So after that moment, it was like any other challenge that came through. I knew that I could do it because I've done it in such a big way before. Um, everything else seemed like it wasn't as big anymore, the challenges. So it became easy for me, you know. And then, and then people say to you, you know, oh, you're a superwoman, you know, you're just so courageous, you're incredible. It's like, yeah, but had you gone through what I had gone through, you'd be a superwoman, you know, you'd be able to call yourself that too, if you, you know. Not that I take that on board, that didn't sound right, but you know what I'm saying, don't you? Yeah. You could, you could do anything because when you don't have a choice, well, what are you going to do? Exactly. What are, yeah. what are you going to do? How do you give up on him? I like it. And I can see now why you are so passionate about helping other people find those pivotal moments in their life, which in turn finds their courage because you lived that. You lived yes. that. Yeah. Yes. I want other people to find that because like, a, you know, like we were saying before, it is a choice and some people have gone through some extraordinary things, but they haven't realized the penny hasn't dropped, you know, that what they did in that moment was courageous. or was, you know, incredible. They found their genius. They found their true self within themselves, you know. Yeah. They found their purpose within themselves in, in some people. And they, some people haven't recognised that yet. So by, by coming into the books and writing and doing some of the masterclasses and all of that that we do, 
it's an amazing experience because it's also very cathartic. It's yeah. also, you know, the light bulb goes off a lot of times. And it's like, oh my gosh, now I get what you were talking about. So, and that was, that was a bonus. I didn't realize that, but my intention for the books was to help my readers. But what's happened is there is not one co-author that will tell you that they didn't get anything out of everything that we did. They came out of it going, wow. You know, like I, I'm a coach of, you know, I've coached hundreds of people and yet I didn't realize I hadn't, I hadn't seen something in my life. So it was, it was quite enlightening for, for everybody, including myself. I learned so much. I probably learned more than any, anybody else on those, on the journey because I'm reading so many stories. So I'm pulling things out going, yeah, I get that. I can relate to that, you know, so. Yeah. I like it. I like it. So effectively you're taking stuff that's in their blind spot and bringing it right into their vision so they can address it. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Do you feel you are destined to make an impact in this world, but are struggling to find the courage to share your story? Jump over to mellies.com.au for free training presentations and videos, or simply stay tuned for the next episode of the Courage 1000 Project.